World's first unboxing of the Nintendo Switch. Welcome to Lapsed Gamer Radio, the community podcast about video games, which aims to bring lapsed and active gamers together in an effort to keep the hobby alive for us all. I'm your host, Ali Cornwolf Cornwall, and today we're talking about what we've been playing recently and any news of note. Joining me today is Mark Hamer and Kevin Moore. Hello, gents. Ohayo gozaimasu. Hello. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been running a retro gaming challenge where anyone can join in if they have a copy of the game in any format they choose. Our first title, we've had a crack at Donkey Kong, the original NES version, I believe. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. It will, of course, finish by the time you hear this podcast, but here are some of the scores on the doors so far. So we'll start from bottom to uh, top place. Coming in uh, from the rear is Andy Piddy. Uh, He's got 12,500, which is quite a score. I'm not sure if I'd get anywhere near that, but we'll see. Uh, Stuart Neal is 43,100. And then they just keep getting more astronomical from there. Adam Ducker is closely in front of Stuart uh, at 52,100. Followed closely by Howard, this is Welsh Benno, at 58,200. Uh, and then absolutely romping it in the front uh, is Jack, who's our resident tweeter, at 159,800. <laughs> so it's safe to say he's won that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Impressive. Apparently we've got Kev and Lee at the uh-huh. bottom of the table um, at around 800, uh, but I don't blame you guys because uh, I don't think I'd have any chance of getting anywhere <laughs> close to those scores at all. No. Lee, Lee assures us that he's definitely got more than 800, which is not hard, let's face it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so I believe uh, you guys may know a little bit more about this than I do, but is it the winner gets to pick the next game um, from any retro game or whatever to set the challenge and lay the gauntlet is that right i don't know don't know <laughs> i don't know how it's working i i just tried to take part and failed miserably <laughs> we shall see i believe that's how it's working but i don't know uh, so well done uh, to jack who's uh, romped away with that one uh, and we'll see if you choose to challenge the lads to another game <laughs> moving swiftly on uh, the backlogathon come on in mark Give us your dirty secrets. <laughs> well, I bought two games. Um, one of them was a birthday treat for myself. Only cost a tenner. Uh, and was probably worth... Well, it is definitely worth significantly more than that. But for some reason, it's available dirt cheap everywhere at the moment. Um, and the other one cost me £3.50. So I bought two games. But in the past week, I've finished four. So I'm still Fair doing... I'm, yeah, I'm finishing. I'm still finishing quicker than I'm getting them. Good, good. What mm. did you buy? I bought Doom and oh. uh, Grow Up. All right. So Doom's only a tenner? Uh, on disc, yeah. If you go, if you look oh. in the right places, you can get it for a tenner. Nice. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I fancy that. It's just, a, you know, the basic version, no season pass or anything like that, but to be honest, I'm not that bothered about the multiplayer, so... Yeah, no, no, same here. I just wanted to just wanted to play that campaign. So it's not too bad of a confession this week for you, then? No. Andy's not going to be tweeting you with some rant. I'm sure Andy will be all right with me buying Doom. <laughs> I grow up was like £3.50 in the sale, so, you know. And I love the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a classic. Mm. We shall uh, move quickly on. Um, I'm rattling through it this week on the podcast uh, to what we've been playing. Mark, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. So, first of all, uh, I finished Watch Dogs 2. Uh, talked a fair bit about it last week. Um, Ploughed through that game over the course of about a week and a bit and um, finished it on, I think it was Thursday evening, Wednesday or Thursday evening. Um, 
that's just the main story. It's still loads of side activities and things like that, and there's plenty of like the multiplayer activities that um, I've left the game installed because I do fancy going back and playing some more of the multiplayer because it's it's kind of fun the invasion stuff and the yeah. joining in with the police when they're chasing another player down, <laughs> um, uh, like a bounty hunt thing. Um, that's yeah, stuff like that. It's really good fun. But yeah, I, I mean, I haven't got too much more to say about um, apart from what I said last week. To be honest. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It's it did away with the dour, monotonous misery of the first one, and it's just quite fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's it it's I don't know, it's a bit weird. In, in places, it's kind of like what Saints Row used to be before it went fully, you know, out there. Um, yeah. yeah. The characters. I know you had a problem. Like we said about this last week, Kev. Like you had a problem with the characters at first, and I did as well. But the more I played it, the more they grew on me. Um, and I think there was more to do, quite a lot to do with the fact that like they are a night, they're a good group of friends, as ridiculous hipster, you know, caricatures as they are, and they do joke about how they're hipsters as well, although they call each other's hipsters. Um, but the main villain of the piece was such a dick that <laughs> that I was kind yeah. of like I was on board with these guys as long as I could take down the uh, the main villain who has a top knot, and I wanted to see him die. A million deaths um the it's still you know it's like i said last week it's got a few problems in that like the game kind of tries well it throws so many weapons of destruction and murder in your way um but it doesn't fit the character at all so it feels a little bit odd yeah uh, no, i agree with you on that one since you've completed it i thought i should really go back and finish that yeah um and i was playing it just before we came on the podcast and i got an invasion Mm-hmm. So I went to go and invade the guy, and I was just hiding in the car. And then he just got a machine gun out and just started spraying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Because to me, that 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 what kind of Watchdogs game and the the game that you're trying to portray with your stun gun and stuff is to maybe cause a little bit of headaches, but not bullet wounds. And yeah, you're a group of hacker kids who just happen yeah. to have a 3D printer that can print grenade launchers and assault rifles and sniper rifles and combat shotguns and things like that. And it's just a little bit silly. Um, I tried to play as much as humanly possible non-lethal. Uh, there were still a few deaths that were accidental. And it's like, I, you know, fuck it. I'll just keep on going. Um, the problem is, it's like, uh, the, the stealth elements that are in there aren't quite solid enough. Um, it tries to be a stealth game and it you know it does mostly you know a lot of the missions where for instance like there's a mission where you've got like a compound that you need to sneak into and destroy three like um three blocks of like voter machines so you can stop an election being rigged um and you're supposed to go in there and and sneak about but it's sometimes easy to just get out your remote control drone um put some explosives on it, fly the drone into where the machines are and then detonate it so you can complete the whole mission without actually stepping foot inside the compound. Um, but a lot of the times that's not possible and then when when that occurs, it's like the stealth doesn't really hold up. Um, and it's kind of a shame because Ubisoft, I don't think it's the same team or anything, but Ubisoft is the publisher that used to, you know, that made the Splinter Cell games. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that series has kind of disappeared. Um I don't think they're going to make another Splinter Cell game, unfortunately. But like, they know how to make a good stealth game, and if they could put some of those like stealth mechanics into Watch Dogs, then it would it would make those missions a little bit more. It, it would be it would make playing non lethally a little bit more feasible because like, there's no dedicated crouch button or anything like that. Um, your character will crouch automatically when they're in restricted area unless they get spotted, and then suddenly you can't crouch unless you're in cover. Um, and so it just doesn't feel quite solid enough to be a proper stealth game, and I'm a sucker for a good stealth game. So it's not perfect, but I loved it despite its faults, which is a phrase I can probably level at quite a lot of Ubisoft games, <laughs> especially the Assassin's Creed games. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, next up, uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which I had already finished once, um, but I finished it very sloppily. And I wanted to play through again and play it the proper way, the way that well, the, the way that I think is the proper way, which is completely non-lethally. Got the pacifist trophy for not killing anyone. Didn't manage to get the foxiest of the hounds trophy, which is the other one I was going for, which is completing the game without setting off any alarms. At some point, I must have set off an alarm, and I don't remember when. 
Uh, and at this point, I can't be asked to restart the whole game just to get that one trophy. Um, but yeah, Deus Ex Mankind Divided is really, really good. The main story is a little bit silly, as it was in the the, the previous one. Um, and it kind of leaves the game is left on a bit of a cliffhanger. It doesn't really resolve the story properly. It's kind of like this is chapter two of what was most likely supposed to be a trilogy, but we don't know when or when or if we're going to get a third installment because uh, Squeenix have now moved on to other projects and I don't think it's sold particularly well uh, or at least not as as well as uh, Squeenix hoped but they always have massive expectations unrealistic expectations for these games um, so I don't know if we're going to get another part which is a shame because it's just going to leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger um, but I, mean, I don't want to say too much because I know you're playing through at the moment Ali but uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. great uh, the side content is better than the main story um, yeah, but uh, there's just the sh- like the stealth, the, the exploration, hacking everything. Uh, it's just it's just really good, really really good. And you know I'm a sucker for a good like steampunk setting, uh, not steampunk, a uh, cyberpunk setting. So yeah, loved that. Um, next up uh, on a whim, I booted up Transformers Devastation because I've had sat on on my hard drive for ages since it came free on PS Plus. And I thought I'll try this out see what it's like uh, and ended up playing through the entire game um, it's only about five hours long to be honest I pl- it's a character oh, action game it's a it's a yeah platinum character action game so I knew I was going to struggle if I tried to play it on a harder difficulty so I just played through it on easy like I did with Bayonetta and like I did with Metal Gear Rising um, and like I probably will do with uh, Nier Automata um, when I pick that up uh, in the future at some point um yeah, uh, you know, I already knew the art about the art style because I'd seen plenty of screenshots and some footage and stuff, and it looks absolutely stunning. It's an inc- incredible how they've managed to make a 3D action game look like the old 2D Transformers cartoons. Um, everything about it, the sound, the voice acting, the art style is just spot on. Like I remember watching those cartoons. I was never massively into Transformers, so I didn't care too much about the story and I didn't understand the lore and they kept talking about things that I was like, I don't understand any of this. But that's, to be fair, that's par for the course with a, a platinum character action game. I had no fucking clue what was going on in Bayonetta either. <laughs> and, and, Me- <laughs> and Metal Gear Rising, Jesus. Um but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's another one I think I'll probably go back uh, at a later point and, and try and uh, play on a harder difficulty and try and clean up some of the uh, the extras and the, the optional uh, challenge missions and things like that. But it's a really solid, uh, you know, character action game with a stunning, stunning art style. Um, mm. And if you're a fan of those old Transformers cartoons, then yeah, you, you really, really should play it. Uh, even if you didn't pick it up on PS Plus, it's probably dirt cheap now because cool platinum games like that they don't really hold their value much. No, it was dirt cheap practically two weeks after it was released. If you remember, yeah. Andy actually bought it on pre-order, didn't he? And um, mm. then about three or four weeks afterwards, it was nineteen quid. So oh, uh, needless to say, he was gnashing his teeth. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Still made his uh, game of the year, though. Yeah, I can see why. It's it's it is really good. Hmm. Does it do that um, ridiculously annoying thing where you've got to play through it on first easy, then hard, and then insane, or anything like that? You know, to get all platinums. You don't have to play through it on easy and then medium and then hard, or anything. Oh, you can go right. straight in on hard. Um, but I'm just not very. I'm not good enough at those games to. Really <laughs> no, do I can't it. go straight in on hard. <laughs> No, <laughs> Easy. it's kind of nicked like the you know in Bayonetta you've got like the witch time mechanic where if you hit the dodge mm. button just as an attack's coming in time slows down for a few seconds um, yeah. you've got that, that mechanic in there which is kind of cool and then whenever you've built up a nice combo then a, a prompt comes up for you to hit R1 and then you can like do a vehicle attack where your character will transform into their vehicle form and do a, a special attack on them uh, unless you're playing as Grimlock in which case like then he just turns into his t-rex form and just beats the shit out of them for a bit (laughs) Uh, or whatever dinosaur grimlock was supposed to be that's i don't see i don't understand transformers (laughs) law so um yeah i played through most of it as grimlock because he was quite funny and he doesn't speak in complete sentences uh yeah i really enjoyed that one um and then next up, I played uh, Grow Up, which I picked up for £3.50 uh, in the um, one of the PlayStation sales, one of the three or four they've got going on at the moment. 
Uh, played Grow Home um, when that came out. That was out on PS Plus as well, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite a while ago, yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed it. It was kind of a fun little thing. It was like a... I think it originally came out of a game jam um, or something... I, I don't know exactly like the, the full history of where it came from, but it's like you know Ubisoft started trying experimenting with weird little games like this and uh, Child of Light and um, Valiant Hearts and things like that. So it's like a super simplistic looking, um, like massive polygons, um, third person uh, action platformer sort of thing where you play a little robot that's uh, in the first one. You were trying to um, you you were on this planet to like investigate the the flora and the fauna and try and get these giant plants called star star uh, star plants or something like that to grow. I can't remember exactly what the premise was. Uh, and then in this uh, second one, um, the ship that you're in called Mom um, gets hit by asteroids and and explodes into several pieces and lands on a planet. And then you have to navigate around the planet and find all the different pieces of mum to put her back together again uh it's just the same game um with a few extra little mechanics thrown in uh and just on a much larger scale so instead of it being like one island it's now an entire planet it's quite a small planet um but it's still got that you know the fun little thing of like using the the certain plants to fling yourself high um and that ingenious climbing mechanic where the left and right triggers uh, control the grip on his left and right hands and you actually have to physically climb up a surface like that yeah. by moving one hand and the next hand oh, and okay. you know, so like that. Yeah. I'm glad they've kept that because I like, I like do like that one. Yeah, it's it's just the same as the last one. It's still like lovely, charming, um really funny. Like the noises that Bud the robot you play as makes is is great and then you've got like a a companion this time who's like a robotic satellite. You can hit the touchpad at any point um and zoom to the satellites view and you can scan the planet and see where the next secret or next piece of mom is that you need to get to uh, and then it's just kind of like environmental puzzles it's like right i can see where i need to get to how do i get there um and you just spend the entire game fighting against gravity as you try and climb higher and higher to get the the different pieces of the mothership so that you can finish the game uh that one only took about three or four hours I know I was talking uh, on to Adam on the Twitter and he said that he finished the whole game in, in one sitting and yeah I could totally see that it probably doesn't take much longer than something like Journey or Abzu to, to finish the main game but then there's like there's loads and loads of little different secrets uh, and challenges to do after that as well so you can you can stay in that game for quite a while and I do intend to go back and play a few more of those because it's just so charming um, yeah it's just played the whole thing with a smile on my face. I loved it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the four games I've finished. Uh, aside from that, I've just been playing quite a lot more Stardew Valley as I try and close out the first year. Um, nearly got everything set up on my farm so that when year two starts, uh, I'll have everything in place to run a very efficient farm and I can start making that money. Yeah, it's again. It's it's like I've, me and Adam have said repeatedly on the podcast before. It's like it's really difficult to put into words why this game is so good, but I can't get enough of it. You I'm have tried. <laughs> I've tr- yeah, it's really hard. Like <laughs> I've been working on a review of it for the, the website for weeks, um, and it's one of the hardest things I've ever written because it's like how do I how do I explain why I like this game so much. It's like describing a colour. Yeah, it is. It is, kind of is. Because okay? when you try and describe what you do, it just sounds really boring. It's yeah. like if you try to explain to somebody what you do in Animal Crossing, uh, it just sounds really boring. Yeah, good point. But it's so good. Um, yeah, still loving that. Uh, and then the last game I played uh, was uh, yeah a, a birthday treat that I bought for myself um, for a tenner was uh, last year's uh, Doom reboot. Uh, well, is it a reboot or is it a sequel? Some people seem to think it's technically a sequel to Doom 2. Oh, uh, and um, it, but I'll I'm, go with a reboot. Well, I, don't, I have no idea about the, the Doom mythos, but like when the mm. game starts, it's obvious that like the Doom Slayer is a thing and people know about the Doom Slayer. And he's obviously been through shit because you see, you see, he has flashbacks of stuff that's happened in the past when you go to put on the suit of armor at the beginning. But yeah, um, Doom. I mean, it was on um, a few people's game of the year lists uh, for LGR last year, uh, and 
everybody who's played it loves it and I can see why I'd only played the first level before in a demo uh, this morning I booted up and played through the first uh, three levels um, it's just fucking great it's just like brutal and fast and properly old school no aiming down sights no reloading no regen health um, limited very limited ammo in all of your weapons so you have to keep juggling between the weapons like doing the glory kills um, when you're slow, low on health or, or switching out to the chainsaw when you're low on ammo. Um, it's just fucking great. Uh, I haven't played any of the multiplayer yet. I did play quite a bit of it when the beta came out and it was a bit... I uh, uh, didn't really feel particularly great. Not like uh, Doom multiplayer felt like back in the day. Um, I will play some just to see what it's like because it's been quite a while since I've played that beta. But... Um, the camp I got it for the campaign and so far after playing uh, you know like three hours or so it's really really good have either of you two played it I played the demo yeah um, not long after they announced that at E3 yeah um, and loved it um I'm just trying not to buy too many games because <laughs> um, I've I've got so many games I need to play um, <laughs> and, and finish them. Actually, finish them. So uh, yeah, it's on my list, and I really want to get it. But I've just got to be careful because I just keep going. Ooh, that's enough, and I'll buy that. Ooh, more Lego Dimensions. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> Don't start me on that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Um, but that's those, those are the games we've been playing this week. If I had to pick one. Um, well, it's going to be Stardew Valley. I keep I keep recommending Stardew Valley for Labs games, but I also grow grow up. I'd say because uh, you can save that game at any point, so you can play it in as as small chunks as you want. It doesn't take long to finish, but you can you know spend ages in there trying to find all the hidden secrets, all the, the all the shards, um, and or to completing all the challenges. And uh, it's just it's really it's really simple to play, uh, but also quite challenging as well because you're you're basically just constantly fighting against gravity because it is all about climbing. Uh, Kev, do you want to go first with your uh, not-so-games-played, but I'll let you explain. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's more games missed. I've managed to get a few more gold bricks done on Dimensions, most of it from the Knight Rider world, which I picked up last week. But that's because that's about the only game I can actually play at the moment with a kid running around. Um, otherwise, I'm very quickly sliding off the wagon back into non-gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. During some part to my heavy workload and my daughter's later bedtimes, which is cutting in, into our time a lot, um, to the point where when we, we think about putting a film on, for instance, I'm having to check the running times to see if we can actually see the end before we go to bed. Mm. <laughs> so then I finally picked up Hitman over this weekend. Hey. Oh, I know. Well, after hearing you guys on about it all year. It is so good. I know, I know. It looks amazing. I've, I saw you play it. I saw Matt and Andy from Codec Moments when they were um, doing it. And it just looks incredible. But then I managed to um, get a, a, a chunk of time today, I would say, where I thought, great, I can actually get some Hitman sorted out. Get in. Mm. I loaded it up and then it looked like it was going to be about an hour before I could play it. So I had to flag it off mm. and go and do something a bit more interesting, I guess, than watching a blue screen. The Switch may well end up being the way that I get back into gaming once they actually release some games for it. The screen looks a lot better than the Vita. You know, it's a lot bigger. My eyes are getting a bit more squinty now, so uh, I need a bigger screen. Yeah, I'd love to know how Stu manages to pull all these games off three finishes because he's finished 13 already and he's got twice as many kids as I have. And he, he, yeah, and he runs marathons for kicks, as far as I can tell. So where he's getting his time from, I don't know. Yeah, no, neither do I. No. Is it something that's so easily lost? You know, because I really love gaming, but I'm seeing that I'm doing less and less, and it's ridiculous because I'm talking about it more and more. But yeah, just don't seem to have the time. Or I don't think this is a permanent thing. There was it's just kind of like you're just going through a busy patch at the moment. It's yeah. probably like a busy patch and a, sort of a gamer's block, if you like, rather than writer's block. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've had that before. Like it's never partic- lasted particularly long, but I've had points where, I, like, you know, I come home from work and I'm like, all right, I'm going to play something, and then you sit in front of your your game shelf and you're like. Hmm. Ah, 
I don't fancy any of yep. these. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just fire up Grand Theft Auto and just just lay waste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dick around. That's what I to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why you need Stardew Valley. <laughs> you can just seriously just pop it on, stick on a podcast in the background, and just zombie out. It's just. <laughs> it's, it's perfect for that or uh, or No Man's Sky that's a good one because you just don't really need to concentrate yeah. on it too much you can yeah just good relax. point yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, even Hitman to an extent ish yeah there's a lot of fairly therapeutic games out there hmm <laughs> so my recommendation for a lapsed gamer is don't let it creep back up on you I shall uh, move on to my games yeah finally finished Uncharted 4 I finished that last night. Oh, without giving anything away, uh, what did you think to the end? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, okay. It's... <laughs> See, I really, really liked it. I thought it was like, that is the that is a perfect, satisfying ending. That rounds out Nathan Drake's story perfectly. Yeah, but I don't know if it's left... Uh, you know, I agree, but I don't know if it's left it doors open. Oh, no, no, they're not making another Nathan Drake not, no, but not Nathan. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, they're, they're making more Uncharted games. Like we've already got one coming, like a standalone yeah. DLC. Um, but then obviously you've got the stuff that's possibly happening with two other people uh, without giving anything away. And then what does really happen at the very end? Could that lead off into a Tomb Raider s game? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, at least the door open. Yeah, potentially. I'd because still like to see like team. some sort of like prequel series where you play as a young Sully yeah 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 uh, I love Sully's character yeah. but yeah it it rounds like this they've said they're done with Nathan Drake's story and I thought they rounded that out nicely yeah no yeah yeah it was, it was a good way to, to finish it um the mummies which anybody when, when you get there will know about it when you get there and the people that have been there will know what I'm talking about pissed me right off <laughs> when you're walking through and they just fucking explode in your face you're like oh, shit yeah um and the combat system is always a bit shit with them games. I don't know why. No, no, the, the shooting has always been a little bit bobbins. So I just yeah. stuck it on um, lock on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I but have then as well, yeah. they kind of put in the stealth mechanic, so you didn't have to yeah. go shoot. You know, do obviously shooting. there's bits where it, it forces you into those sections. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there was another little bit that I was a bit annoyed with. Not annoyed. Oh, just some of the. Not puzzly bits, you know when you're sliding around on your arse, the mm-hmm. bit right at the end, and I was like, oh, I'm sick of doing this now, I keep falling down the same fucking <laughs> hole over and over again, because you have to slide down, and then it kinks around to the left, but you have to go to the far left of it to get on the high bit, to then jump over, to then go right round to the right, to then jump over another bit, and it's like, I was getting myself a little bit frustrated with that. <laughs> it sounds like the quick time events on Resident Evil 4 all over again. Yeah, mm. but no, no, it's, it's a really good game. I love the series. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go back and platinum it or whatever. Um, and obviously there's survival mode now, which I don't really know anything about. But no. I'd be interested to see what it looks like on your Pro, Mark. I'd already finished it before I got the Pro, but I, I downloaded yeah. it and uh, uh, again and had another little look. And uh, yeah, it does look noticeably better. Like it, it's, it's boosted up from 1080 to um, 1440p. Like it still runs at 30 frames a second. It doesn't have like the same options as you got in like Rise of the Tomb Raider, where you can play 1080p uh, 60 frames a second, 1080p 30 with with like higher texture resolution, or uh, 30 frames a second in 4K. Um, like it just there's no there's no options at all. It just like it detects that you're playing on a pro and puts it up to 1440p. But yeah, it does look noticeably better. Yeah, I mean it looks alright on mine because it's um, I've got uh, the HDR. But uh, yeah, I mean that game looks fantastic anyway. Probably. One of the things um, I noticed actually this, this when I booted up uh, Doom earlier is like that doesn't have a PS4 Pro patch um, yet. I don't know if they're going to do one, but fuck me, that game looks good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it looks. I don't. I know it's id, and they're the masters at tech and like optimizing engines to run on different platforms. But yeah, Doom looks unbelievably good on a console, like way better than it should do on a console. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, completed that. That was a, a code at momentum. So I thought I need to start knocking them off the list a little bit. Yeah. I picked up Deus Ex: Mankind Divided on Yee. the uh, Xbox. It was twenty four pounds for the digital deluxe version. Um, so I thought, oh, I love that. I like the other games, played them all. Um, gave a, a mate at work a bit of a shock when he realised that that game's 17 years old at some point this year. Whoa. What, the original Deus Ex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 2000 it was released. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to the, is it the Gollum area or Golem? Uh, Gollum City, yeah. Yeah, um, which is basically like a slum area. Not too sure exactly where it is. It's not it's not far from Prague. Like a township, basically. Like an apartheid era township, but for, for augmented people yeah. who have been cast out by society. Yeah, a little bit like something you'd see possibly in Fifth Element. Very high-rised, but is it several layers as well, isn't it? But yeah, so uh, yeah, pick that up. Um, really good. Uh, I love how they've added the extra augments of saying that, oh, did you realise that you had some prototypes built in, but you never had them? So it's a way of adding extra augments in, which is a really good idea. Yeah, but then like you can overheat Jensen's body by doing that. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's, like, it's like overclocking your PC. Yeah. Because uh, he nearly melts the chair or something, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I realised I'm getting through that game quicker than what I thought, although, yeah, I'd get sidetracked. Little vents, hacking anything and everything in sight. And mm. I'm trying to play it as stealthily as I can. I'm not just running in and laying waste to everyone. I'm not doing pacifists on my first run through, just because in the first mission in Dubai, I did have to kill a few people just while I was getting used to the mechanics and stuff again. Oh, man. And I didn't save. Is it Sing? Oh, I, yeah. Um, I, I failed that bit a few times. And then I just figured, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to run straight to him. Yeah. And that seemed to work. But yeah, oh, okay. it, it is tough. Yeah. Um, and I flicked a switch, didn't realise a guard was there and electrocuted him. So <laughs> <laughs> shit happens. Got his key card. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so really, really liking that. Um, the only thing I did notice is that the uh, the graphics, other than on Jensen, are a bit janky face-wise. Some people's faces are a bit... Yeah, and there's some like lip sync uh, problems and yeah. things like that. But um, yeah, that's another game yeah. that looks better on the Pro as well. Like they, they upgraded the graphics on, on the Pro version. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's... it's Yeah, the... In places, it's a little bit odd. Like yeah. they put in a lot of time into Jensen's face, not quite so much into the other characters. Yeah, yeah. And it's noticeable in some places. Yeah. Um, but it has had the, the 4K upgrade on the Xbox as well. So that yeah. does look very good. Um, moving on uh, to Conan Exiles, uh, which is in early access at the minute on Steam. Uh, probably one of the most random games we'll talk about on this podcast, uh, mainly because you can change. Um, in most games, you can customize your character, and on a lady, you can make the Babylons a bit bigger, uh, and on a bloke, you can give yourself a massive dong. <laughs> and it's dead funny because it windstorms it's flapping around and stuff <laughs> if you're bored have a look at um, Darude Dongstorm on YouTube because <laughs> someone's done a video of it because <laughs> it's quite funny because me and my mates were like well yeah I've got to wang it up to the top haven't you and one of my mates walks on with a little triple art I'm like mate what have you done there <laughs> oh I missed that option <laughs> um, it's not something you look for well you're right. when you first start the game you're naked and it's all online, um, and you have to go and get like um, bits of bush uh, to make fiber, and then from the fiber you then make like a loincloth and different things, and then you upgrade um, from there. Is this Far Cry Primal again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. Um, it's well, it's kind of like uh, Rust and games like that, isn't it? It's like a yeah, a, the a proper survival game. Yes, yeah. So you start off. Um, in like just this little area there's little tombstones you can speak to which is like a, a god speaking to you um depending on where you spawn there's normally a water skin about um and then you have to obviously fill that up you have to drink and eat um and fight the enemies along the way build yourself an axe weapons and then a base um so i've been playing that a fair bit um fun doing a really good job at trying to patch things out um and get it up and running obviously it isn't an open axe uh, open Early access, early access, even early access. Um, yeah. But there are a few glitches which have put me off a little bit. So you can actually, because it's all the server I'm on is PvP, so you can go and raid other people's bases. Uh, and we managed to build up, build up onto a plateau, and at night we were just taking the stairs away, so nobody could physically get to us. So we thought, um, but there was a glitch where if you run at a, something like a, just a wall with a spear, you could jank your way up um, and somehow jump off someone else's shoulders and get into people's bases so people was raiding like that and so there's a few little kind of game breaking bugs which like I say to, to get uh, Funcom's um, defence they are doing a really good job at taking the servers down patching them and they have said look I know you've paid for it but we'll give you free stuff whatnot. but we've got to get these bugs fixed that's why it's in early access to get those worked out but you can make some really good looking bases um, and torches and there's massive 
monsters and things out there and spiders and you can go into their den and you actually get um like your spirit goes down a little bit which will stay with you for the whole game unless you um enslave um like a priest who will then cleanse you um so it's a very random game um so i've put i think about 24 hours into it with a couple of mates um building bases and that to build your base you have to go away and get stone and ore and all that kind of stuff um so it's good fun uh, it's just kind of one of those games that doesn't really have a purpose as such. But yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things. Been playing For Honor, not done a lot oh, of it. The, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say the open beta, yeah. but no, that game's out now, isn't it? Yeah, no. Um, uh, my disclosure is Ubisoft did send me a copy of the game. Blah, mm. blah, blah. Played it a little bit with a couple of mates. Um, the servers are a lot more packed compared to when we played it on the closed beta. Mm. Um, you don't struggle for a game. Um, there are some patch notes coming soon. More so on the PC, I think there's a few issues with PC games, which Ubisoft don't seem to be able to get the hang of. Nope. But uh, yeah, there's uh, where they're trying to regionalise the servers a little bit more. And they've also done it where if someone does leave the game, it does uh, the server handle or key or whatever goes to, just to another player. But yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I've learnt now that I either need someone on with me or my skills need to get a little bit better because if I get to a two-on-one situation, I'm fucked. I am dead nine times out of ten. Uh, but the story mode's pretty good. Um, so you start off as the uh, the knights, um, and then you go to the Vikings, and then the Samurais. But there's like they're the three main chapters, and then they break down from there. Um, so that's really good because it does teach you the mechanics in game as well, as you're doing different bits, uh, and you have to have like a little duel with this guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. I've not put a lot of time into it. But yeah, it's good. Mm. One of those things. Um, probably do a bit more on that when I've managed to sink a bit more time into it. Uh, been playing a bit more Hitman uh, just because it's Hitman uh, just trying to get a few of the achievements and level up in some of the areas and, and different things so I've almost completed Paris now I think I've done all the um, opportunities and different things there um, so just working my way through the game just trying to polish it off really trying to get level um, 5 mastery in every level yeah mm. trying Trying. Um, yeah. <laughs> managed to do the exploding golf ball thing because I've not hey. managed to do that. Um, and obviously the big the big one in um, the Paris with the uh, the stage falling down and different things. Mm. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, one little thing I didn't put on the show notes was I've been playing a bit Uncharted Golden Abyss on the Vita. Oh, okay. Um, I've had it on there for a while. Uh, just not had a chance to play it, so I've just started taking my Vita with me to work. And then mm. on my lunch break... Uh, while I'm eating my lunch, I'll just have a quick half an hour or so, hmm. uh, chipping away at that. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uncharted. It's uh, not bad, considering yeah. that it's not running on a full console, and it looks it looks pretty decent for a handheld. Some of the uh, some of the mechanics are a bit meh. Like taking the photos is the most frustrating thing I've ever done. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it was a Sony first-party uh, Vita game early in yeah. that game's lifespan, so everything the Vita could do, they were going to cram oh, yeah. into that oh, yeah. game in some it's way. in there, yeah. yeah. But um, if I'm playing it and Leanne sat next to me, she likes to do the like the brass rubbings and stuff, so mm. just okay. give it to her to do. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, LEGO Dimensions, uh, something for Yay. Kev to get involved with. <laughs> um, I know uh, the last time I spoke to this in depth, Kev wasn't on. Uh, and since he's not spoke about much, uh, we'll have a little chat about it now. Um, so I've got <laughs> to, I think we, we worked out just in the green room, just over halfway through the main story mode. Um, yeah. So I've got to, uh, is it the Riddler of Mordor or it's something like that? The Riddler. You've got the, the orcs trying to figure out what uh, the Riddler's doing. And then Gollum's getting extremely pissed off that he's the, the guy saying the riddles and not the Riddler. And he's trying to figure them out. Um, but yeah, the Lego Dimensions is great. Um, I was lucky enough that for Valentine's Day, Leanne brought me the uh, the Batman story pack, but I've not touched it yet. So I've got quite a few of these story packs and level packs, uh, but I'm trying to get through the main game first uh, before I touch any of that. But yeah, it, like we were saying in the green room, it's it's just a really good game for, I would say, for laps gamers. Yeah, definitely. Because although I suppose you could class some of the packs as uh, DLC, um, kind of season pass stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, you could pay £30, I think it is, for the base base pack these days. Yeah. And do the whole game just with that pack, with mm. or without Superwoman, depending on who you are, Supergirl. Oh, um, don't even talk <laughs> about that. Uh, and then you can just add to it from <laughs> there. Um, and even the bits where you need a different character, um, you you can rent it. Is it for about 30 seconds, something like that? Yeah. 
It is, yeah. Um, so it doesn't kind of break the game. You just have to use some of your coins to, to get past that little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I wish there was an online mode. I want Lego to do an online mode on it. It'd be great. I'm wondering whether that's going to be next year. You know how this year they've bolted on the extra battlegrounds uh, mechanic and loads and loads of new little features. I wonder if that's going to come. Yeah. Because they have they have played with online stuff before. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean had it. Oh, okay. And um, Indiana Jones 2 had it. Um, so you never know. Yeah. They, they are capable. They know what they're doing. So Because yeah. it works really well as, as couch co-op. Oh, yeah. It's super slick. Yeah. Yeah, really sick, because Leanne actually helped me with, with the uh, that Joker mission. Um, mm. But, yeah, it'd just be really good to have, like, three or four of you, or even more. I don't know how many they'd cap it out at, depending on what it, what the servers could hold. But you could have quite a few of you yeah. running around just laying waste. Um, and then you wouldn't get... The only thing that I don't like about the LEGO games is the, the split-screen side of things. Either it's static, yeah. and it's a bit off-putting. Uh, or it's that dynamic one, and it's, again, a bit... Unless you're very close <laughs> together, it's very strange. It just gets weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lego Dimensions is is great. You're doing it the right way. You're sticking to your story, but there's danger when you've got all these packs. I mean, I've got loads of the extra packs, and you tend to end up getting sidetracked. And when you do that, you end up doing the story packs on these, and you forget all about your main thing i mean it's only until last week when i realized that i'd only got 220 something out of 1036 (laughs) gold bricks that i'd realized i'd never gone back you know you do this on every lego game you go back and do it in free play mode i'd not done any of the levels in free play mode from the original story ah (laughs) and there's tons there's absolutely tons to do And because you're forever going forward and, you know, you're going, oh, there's new shiny, shiny, like I've done this week with um, Knight Rider, you know, you get sort of sucked into that and see what this can do and see what you can do now. And you don't realise that you've not actually gone back at all and looked back at them and you can still use your new pieces in them as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to stick to my guns and at least finish the main mode before I go on to the other things because I can't wait to build... The, uh, the back computer or whatever it is for the, the new portal. <laughs> yeah, the back cave um, portal. But I'm holding off for as long as I can <laughs> until I've made, completed the main <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, um, I think we were just talking that we may do a, a Lego Dimensions episode uh, if, if anybody is interested in that. Um, just because we could probably talk oh, about it for join. a while. <laughs> Need to get you on board, Mark. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Come on. <laughs> I can't. I, I just I can't, mate. Like... I've, it's two I've running out of shelf space for Amiibo. I can't start another collection <laughs> yeah, as point. well. Oh, yeah. The thing is as well, yeah, Ali, you're on to level 8 out of 14. And on paper you think, oh, that's all right, I'm doing okay. But then what you don't realise is that the last level, I would say, is pretty gargantuan. And I think it took me a good couple of days of, not solid, obviously, but, you know, pretty much solid, um, really hammering away at it. Uh-huh. It's quite a tough um, multi-level uh, part of the story, right. that last part. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great, but good God, just when you think you've done and you're thinking, Phew, that's it, I'm exhausted. Then it's like, oh, now yeah. what? What? Not again. Yeah, no, 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 it's really good. Um so yeah, we'll see. I'll keep you all up to date on my progress. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll be I'll be watching your trophies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to the news. Uh, Mark uh, is up first with his uh, Nintendo little news bit. Right, so our first uh, news story is that Nintendo is finally catching up with the rest of the world. Uh, the story coming from MCV. Uh, so one of the most contentious oddities for Nintendo's online console network is being ditched for the upcoming staunch of the Switch. Uh, until now, digital purchases made on the Wii U and 3DS were locked to the hardware on which the transaction was carried out. Uh, normally, you would expect purchases to be linked to the account of the console registered user, as is the way with PlayStation and Xbox uh, and with Steam as well. 
Um, Nintendo's method was a particular pain for those whose consoles broke or were stolen. Such owners faced the rigmarole of phoning Nintendo and, if some accounts are to be believed, effectively begging for mercy. Uh, even then, the serial numbers of the hardware involved would often be required. This is all changing with the Switch, however, as per documentation unearthed in YouTuber Floco's, uh, or Flokeo's Switch unboxing video. It reads, your Nintendo account contains your Nintendo eShop purchase uh, history and current balance. By relinking your Nintendo account after initializing the console, it will be possible to re-download any software or DLC purchased on that account. Software that has been discontinued may not be available to re-download in some cases. In a weird twist of the story, if you sign into your account on Nintendo.com and check your personal details, unless you've already done this of course, you'll notice that your user ID will now show as not set, which means in effect the name you've been known as online before could be grabbed by somebody else when they set up their Switch. So you'll need a moniker that's more than six characters long uh, and you'll need to set that up as soon as possible if you want to keep the same uh, gamer tag or gamer ID or whatever you want to call it that you've been using up until now, uh, which I did earlier on. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think I had one anyway. I'm not sure. I'm a little bit confused by it all, if I'm honest. <laughs> because I don't have a Wii U. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think mine was actually at any risk at any time. That Nobody wants my game attack. <laughs> <laughs> So more Nintendo Switch news, uh, this time coming from Digital Trends. Uh, so somebody thought they could pull a fast one on Nintendo. Uh, early this week, NeoGAF user Hip Hop the Robot claimed that an unknown retailer had accidentally shipped him a Nintendo Switch early. Uh, turns out that it was actually stolen. <gasps> um, this has happened before Nintendo... Um, Actually, not far from where I used to live, and well, not not milli miles away from where I live now, to be honest. Uh, in the town of Thrapston in Northamptonshire, a lorry was parked in a layby, and it was one of those soft-sided um, oh, yeah. uh, trailers. Uh, someone yeah. opened it up and stole quite a lot of, I think it was Amiibo and copies of Nintendo <laughs> games that yeah. were in the lorry. So, yeah, no, the Nintendo no strangers to have things stolen in this country. Um, so Nintendo determined these units were stolen in an isolated incident by employees of a US distributor, with one system being illegally resold. The individuals involved have been identified, terminated from their place of employment, or under investigation by the law. Uh, once the hip-hop robot learned that the Switch was actually stolen, he didn't feel comfortable with it and said he didn't think the person he got it from knew, and therefore he certainly didn't. Uh, but somewhere down the, the chain, some switches had mysteriously disappeared. So once he found out that it had probably been stolen, it was handed back to Nintendo. Unfortunately for the hip-hop robot who works as a barista, he's out of the money he paid for the system. He says other than being out of console and the money he's paid for it, which really sucks for all the bills he has right now, it isn't going to be the end of the world or anything. Uh, maybe Nintendo will send him one as a gesture of gratitude for his cooperation, but come on, this is, <laughs> this is Nintendo, so they probably won't. Yeah, right. No, you just get <laughs> account banned for life yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit far-fetched isn't it i mean the fact that an unknown retailer miraculously shipped him one so unless a mate's put it in a amazon box or something with mm. a shipping label on it and gone to all that effort and then got a courier to ship it to him to go oh look we've sent it to you early pull mm. the other one i mean fuck me yeah i'm not a stupid <laughs> that'd be a bleeding amazing mate i tell you what i'd buy him dinner every bleeding week if he yeah. just sent me a switch early <laughs> i'm just saying right uh if you want dinner every day yeah. this week you know just switch, 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 switch but you wouldn't put it on like social media either would you if you <laughs> no. that early I'm, I'm just... <laughs> yeah sorry lads i can't podcast for the next few weeks because i'm occupied it's like, oh, what have you been doing? I've actually completed Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Getting away from all the Nintendo news, which does seem to be dominating everybody's headlines at the minute, I can't think why, there's been a PS4 Slim Retro announced. Now, this is a bit of a weird one, because limited Nova edition, uh, they're selling just 50 units available, the PS4 Slim Retro edition, which follows closely onto the footsteps of the recent PS4 Pro Retro console they made. By PS4 Pro Retro console. The PS4 Slim Retro, Nova Strike has announced, is a limited edition Slim Retro console featuring the one terabyte hard drive and a custom paint job that recalls the classic aesthetic of the original PlayStation released in 1994. It looks like the console will be shipped from Mumbai. 
And it's not cheap either. It costs nearly £599 or $740-ish for a one terabyte slim. Yeah, it seems a bit... Bearing in mind, you could probably buy a slim and then get a uh, sticky on thing if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> but you can buy a 20th anniversary controller anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. I think I think they're going to try and make, you know, enough money off of some gullible fanboys cuz let's face it, all fanboys are really gullible. Yeah. Uh so they they will sell their 50 copies. Definitely. But you know, it's just like will these 50 copies turn up to these people? All will be revealed, I guess. Okay, that's all we have in the show for today. Uh, We just want to do a very quick couple of shout-outs. First of all, uh, a massive thanks for Code Up Momentums uh, for their recommendations uh, and mentioning us a lot on their uh, recent episode, although they have put another one out, so they're on a roll. Um, so we'll see uh, when the next one is after that, as they keep alluding to. Uh, but just want to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we just wanted to say a massive uh, thank you uh, from all of LGR, yeah, uh, just for the the mentions you've done there, mm-hmm. um, and a massive uh, get well soon. Uh, take it easy and put your feet up uh, to VDJ Bomb, who uh, yeah is is uh, unwell at the moment. So we just want to say uh, a very big get well soon uh, from everyone from LGR. Yeah, get well soon, mate. Don't forget we've got our constant uh, game code giveaway as well. Um, just put your email address or your Twitter handle next to a game you'd be like. Uh, these The link to that is on the show notes. Uh, and obviously don't be greedy. Just take uh, one, maybe two, um, but that will be on the show notes below. As always, you can stream our MP3s via our Podbeam homepage, uh, which is lapsgamerradio.podbeam.com. And you can enjoy all of our content on iTunes as well as other respective apps. And you can also follow us at LapsGamer on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, which is LapsGamer. And you can email us with any of your questions, what you've been playing. And we'd love to hear from you just about anything, really. Uh, And you can get us at LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can see us at LapsGamer.com. Dot com, uh, which is our blog page where you'll get extended show notes with a few little trailers of things we've been uh, talking about in the recent show uh, as lots of other little things and you can also stream the mp3 from there as well so we're trying to enhance that as much as we can um, as the weeks go on mm. and look out for when i finally get around to actually finishing writing it my uh, stardew valley review when i figure out how to put it in words how amazing it is <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll see this advertised on tv yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's all Uh, so it's a good night from me gents good night ta-da Yes, I think it's Gondor. The big city opposite Mordor. Yeah. Birmingham. I think it's Gondor. This (laughs) this, this makes great radio.